Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. And pretty excited about this episode just because it's a nice change of pace. And not that I want to, if you've never listened before, I don't want to make it come across as though this is always some sort of negativity podcast and you're always, you know, looking at the, you know, bad situations. No, it's, you can always learn from bad situations, right? So, I mean, for example, if, you know, there's a couple and they're drawn in debt, and even though they're drawn in debt, they think that the lifeline is to go take out another car loan, you know, we're not going to be looking at anything like that, but more so just a story of what ambition, what drive can get you. And if you just stick with it, if you keep on grinding, if you keep on hustling, then, I mean, progress can be made and it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen, uh, you know, in, in this case, a little spoiler alert within even just a few months or a few years. But if you just keep at it, you know, good things can happen. So this comes from CNBC Make It. And uh, the title of the article is, is called iPod Inventor Tony Fidel. I literally had a decade, a decade of failure. So picking up with the article here, before becoming known as the father of the iPod, Tony Fidel said he was rejected by 80 venture capital investors when trying to raise funding for his own technology business. So I literally had a decade of failure, Fidel said, reflecting on his early years in the technology industry. I mean, think about that number, 80. I mean, just let's just imagine 10. What happens if I told you, you know what, you're going to get rejected 10 times. And this is not rejected in the sense of, for now, not that this is easy. I actually respect people that knock on people's doors or do cold calling or something like that. This is not rejection in the sense of you call somebody up on the phone, try to, you know, give them some sort of presentation, right? Because that's what you are. And they're like, nope, not interested in the hang up on you. I mean, don't, that's not pleasant. I, I wouldn't say that, hey, I'm looking for, I'm looking to have some fun. Let me go offer up some cold calls. Eh, no, I don't think anybody would find that fun. Now I'll get imagine knocking on people's doors. Adds in a little bit more personal dynamic because now you're face to face. And you know, it, when, when you get rejected face to face, okay, yeah, that, that's pretty rough. But imagine that 10 times. But let's take it another, a step further. You've actually had an idea. You've put a lot of thought behind this idea. You have put in a whole lot of effort to construct what breaks down to a, a presentation. Meaning you are, it's kind of like a, a cold call and knocking on doors on steroids because you are not only facing people, but you are facing people with a background of just time, effort, thoughts, opinions, right? Your opinion is obviously you think that something is good, right? You think that something is worthwhile. That is your opinion. And that is why you are presenting your opinion to people to try to get them to give you money so that you can take your opinion and then make that a reality. And then, you know, capitalism 101, provide a service or a product that other benefit, other people will benefit from and enjoy. And therefore you, you grow a profitable company, you create jobs along the way, so on and so forth. But at the core, think about that a presentation in front of other people where you have put your blood, sweat, tears into constructing a presentation that who knows how long has taken you and then who knows how long the presentation itself goes? Who knows how long the entire negotiation process drags out? Again, going back to a reference point, which is already bad enough, a cold call or knocking on people's doors, I mean, that interaction could last for what, five, 10 seconds? And I mean, do you really put that much effort? You probably have some sort of script you're supposed to read. You dial the number, you, you, you walk and knock on the door. And again, I, I, give, I give those people a lot of credit, but I mean, a presentation. So imagine that context and being rejected 10 times under that circumstance. But wait a minute, his number was not 10 times, was it? 
80, 80 times rejected. Think about that. That is crazy. But he kept on going. I can sit here and like, yep, and that's what it takes. Yep, that, that's what I would do. But I mean, if I'm shooting straight, if I'm being fully transparent, I don't know. If I'm looking in the mirror, could I really go 80 times? Could I even really go 25 times? Cold calling, sure, why not? Knocking on people's doors, sure, it'll, it'll be good exercise. But putting together a presentation that's got my opinion behind it. Because remember, think about that. That is basically... 80 times people were saying, yeah, we don't like your opinion. We think your opinion's wrong. We think your opinion is way too high risk. We think your opinion is not actually valid. Sure, it maybe sounds good, but the, we don't think your opinion is actually practical. I mean, that's what is being said when you're rejected by venture capitalists. They are saying, we don't think your opinion is good enough for us to give you money. And to have that happen 80 times, that, that's, I don't, that is rough. That is very, very rough. So that in and of itself, I mean, that is crazy to think that he just kept on grinding and grinding. So to pick back up with the article though, Fidel was speaking on a panel at the 2020 COGX conference with former colleagues of General Magic, the spinoff company of technology giant Apple, which operated in Silicon Valley in the 1990s, but went out of business in the early 2000s. General Magic was described as the most important company that came out of Silicon Valley that nobody ever heard of in a 2018 documentary about the business. It was the company that designed the blueprint for the first smartphone and pioneered other modern technology like touchscreens and emojis. Fidel worked at General Magic for the four years developing personal handheld communication technology before moving to Dutch electronics brand Philips, where he built its mobile computing group. He then struck out on his own, founding consumer electronics company, Few Systems, in 1999, but the dot-com crisis hit a year later. Fidel said it was tough to have gone through these, those 10 years, always trying to push the boundaries, picking yourself up, trying again, only to then be forced with the, or excuse me, only to then be faced with the stock market crash of 2000. We had a small company, and I had to give 80 pitches to venture capitalists, and all 80 said no. So again, what I find fascinating here is it's already rough enough when you're getting rejected for, I mean, the first talking point for all those reasons. But now let's add in the backdrop of this is all going on during the dot-com bubble burst. Now for me, this was, uh, this was me when I was in high school and I didn't even really know what the stock market was. Uh, so I can't say that I, you know, I lived through it per se, but I mean, I do know enough that to say that a stock market crash is not not an ideal situation. It's not, uh, you know, the most, you know, uh, lucrative time to be pitching business deals when it seems as though the world around you is imploding. Not not a good environment at all. Yet that was the environment where this guy had to keep going and going and grinding and grinding, and that just takes. That's crazy. That takes a whole lot of resilience and that takes a whole lot of work. And then to finish up this part of the article, to go through a decade of this gut-wrenching failure and people saying, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong, it hurt. But that set the stage for the next 10 years and beyond, which you know was the iPod and then the iPhone, which was general magic all over again, Fidel added. So again, it goes back to the whole, you're wrong, you're wrong. And it's not that you're wrong in the sense of, let's see, five plus five equals 11. You're wrong. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I am wrong 
No, it's, I put a lot of effort into this thought. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. I constructed this nice PowerPoint presentation. I did this, that, and the other, and none of this presentation, none of this thought, none of this opinion happened overnight. But just to hear, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I give this guy nothing credit. I mean, he flat out admits, yeah, it hurt. And I would imagine that hurts. If I put myself in that situation, that's just not pleasant in the least. I mean, five times, 10 times, even one time would be pretty. I mean, it's kind of like if you think and think back to a time in school. I mean, I can think of a couple of times. Now, I, I, I suppose it probably wasn't as good as I thought it was. But I mean, let's just say that you think you've done a fantastic job. You've put so much effort into some sort of school project and then you get the grade back and the grade basically says, nope, you're wrong. Ouch. Not pleasant. And that's just one time. But imagine that 10 times, you're 80 times. Absolutely crazy. So to pick back up here, after uh, Fuse failed to get funding, Fidel joined Apple in 2001 as a consultant, coming up with the initial concept for the iPod and was then hired to head up its development. He also co-created the iPhone and was advisor to the late Apple CEO Steve Jobs from 2008 to 2010. I would be, I, I'm very curious the connection there though. I wish the article to, article would have kind of connected some of those dots. I mean, to me, it's still inspiring anyways. It, it's still plenty motivating to think that after all that failure, all that failure, Apple, not only did they hire him, but they hired him as a consultant. So what I'm wondering is what exactly did Apple see in this guy that said, hey, we know you've been rejected 80 times, but we'll bring you on in as a consultant. Clearly, Apple saw something. Who knows? Maybe it was the grit. Maybe it was the drive that this guy, they just realized, okay, we may not agree with this guy's exact opinion or exact idea right now, but wow, he's really gone out there 80 times. Now, again, I'm totally speculating right now. I don't know if this is what what, what Apple saw in him, but I mean, if, if I, if you came up to me and I had the back or I had the context that you had been rejected 80 times or just multiple times, but yet you're still out there hustling, grinding. I, you know, I, I guess I, I can't say if I would bring you on as a consultant per se, but there would be definitely a good healthy amount of respect there that would say, you know, that, okay, we, I'm at least willing to hurry out. I'm at least willing to, to, you know, have a meeting with you because you got some grit, you got some hustle in you. So I, let's talk. And maybe that's what Apple saw in him, but they, there is something clearly there when he was then, you know, the next part of that, an advisor to Steve Jobs. I, I, I know Steve Jobs was a savage individual, you know, cutthroat businessman, just boom, boom, boom. So I, I think it's safe to assume that he probably had high standards, had very, you know, uh, stringent standards for the people he surrounded himself with in the form of advisors. Again, I guess that's pure speculation, but I, I think that's relatively logical speculation to be having. So, I mean, to get from failure, 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 80 times, no, 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 you're wrong. And then all of a sudden your advisor to Steve Jobs, hey, they're not too bad. So to continue on, Fidel's next invention was the Nest Thermostat, a smart energy device for the home. Google bought his company, Nest Labs, which was behind the smartphone in 2014. So he's, this this is what happens when you just keep on grinding and keep on hustling. Worked for Apple, advisor to Steve Jobs, then built his own company, which Google bought. 
that's just pure motivation. That is awesome. That is what capitalism, that is what entrepreneurship is all about. People just keeping at it, hustling, grinding, just taking the rejections in stride, and then just continuing to build and build and build. And then before you know it, you have a company, you have a product that a company as massive as Google all of a sudden wants to buy. So to finish things up here, he is now principal at Global Technology Advisory and Investment Firm Future Shape. So now he's working at basically uh, a, a hedge fund investment firm, whatever you want to call it. Helping the companies in Future Shape's portfolio navigate the financial challenges brought on by the coronavirus reminded him of his own early career setbacks, he said. It felt like I was back in those failure days, but thinking about what could we do not to repeat those mistakes, Fidel said. What could we do to make those companies that are struggling stronger and to go through this and have a better plan and hopefully change your world as they intend? And talk about somebody that I would love to hear. You know, it's one of those things where you somebody's trying to advise, somebody's trying to you know help you make decisions and you know in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, well, but I mean, has this person ever really like done anything? Have they ever had any struggles? Have they ever, you know, pretty much gotten punched in the face? But I mean, this guy can sit here and just, I mean, talk about an instant credit in a weird way, an instant credibility builder. Yeah. You know, I, w I was told I was wrong 80 times. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Well, so you, so you've had some hardship in your life then. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's safe to say that 80 times would qualify as some hardship. At that point, all right, but yet you still got a, you got hired by Apple as a consultant. You were an advisor to CEO, you know, Steve Jobs. You built a company that then Google bought. And okay, I, I can see why you are now working at this investment firm. And I can see why, you know, you would probably have some good ideas of what the struggles are and how you can make, you know, those struggles go away or the, make the struggles a little bit easier to deal with when, you know, you, you can clearly relate to many of those same struggles. So I just want, I, I found that and I, I thought that was fascinating. And I thought, you know, that this guy's story, which I don't, maybe I'm way out of the loop here. Maybe, you know, um, this, this guy, Tony Fidel, maybe he, that's just like a well-known story. So I apologize if I'm like, Hey, we landed on the moon. It's like, okay. Yeah. Old news. So I'm up. I apologize if this is old news, but I, I never heard of uh, this guy. I never heard of, uh, his, you know, the background of being, you know, told no 80 times before he went on and not only did the iPod, but you know, all those other great things, but yeah, so whatever you're doing and, and this pertains to anybody, you could be in high school, you could be in college, you could be middle-aged, you could be older. And, and if you, if you have some sort of goal, if, and so it's not like I'm saying this that only pertains to entrepreneurs, just know if you have some sort of idea or some sort of just broader ambition, then I mean, just Keep at it. Keep at it. Yeah, you want to listen. Yeah, you want to, you know, fine tune it, you know, over time. If you keep hearing the same things over and over again, yeah, you know, there might be some truth to it. But just because you get rejected one or two or three or four or five or, you know, several times, just keep grinding. Keep at it because, I mean, if anything, and even if you never do get a yes, there is going to be a lot of value in the experience that you're building for yourself by going through what, what is a, a very painful process and what would break and force most people, I would assume, to give up. So just look at the positives. Even if you, you never quite get there, I mean, that's a great resume, resume builder in and of itself. If you can sit there and they ask you some sort of question about struggle or some sort of 
question about how would you overcome? I mean, just any sort of behavioral type, you know, question, which you need to reflect back on, on some kind of personal experience. I mean, th that's some good experience to just say, Hey, you know what? I tried, unfortunately it didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to, but I mean, I, I was willing to go out there, take some risks. I was willing to go out there, get rejected, hustle, grind, try my best. In my opinion, at least that, that is a fantastic, you know, resume builder to, you know, separate yourself from, you know, a lot of other people that may be interviewing for the same job or, you know, whatever the situation may be. So moral of the story there, even if it doesn't ever quite work out, then you know what? You got experience, you got a great resume builder, and, and those little things can come into play uh, in many other beneficial ways just throughout your life. But overall, good stuff here. So get out there, hustle, grind, and even if you get rejected a few times, just keep in mind the number 80. I mean, this guy was rejected 80 times, crazy stuff, but you know what? He kept at it. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I, I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.